unfortunately people haven't experienced disability and they just don't know how to approach it. I don't think it often comes from a place of malice. It's just uh, ignorance. We all know that providing access for people with disability is important. But how often do most of us actually hear from somebody navigating and negotiating that access and enjoyment on a daily basis? Today's guest is going to give us the lowdown. His name is Andy Gilovitz, otherwise known as Adventure Wheels. Um, Andy, welcome to Dirty Linen. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, really good. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. So my name's Andy from Adventure Wheels underscore Melb. Um, I was born with spina bifida and later in life had a, another uh, disability come along called a bilateral dissection of my carotid arteries. And then, unfortunately, I had um, a bilateral dissection of my carotid arteries. And then after that, I had a t- uh, T10 hematoma, um, which paralyzed me and... Then I spent around eight months recovering in hospital um, to learn how to walk again where I'm part-time in my wheelchair and the other time uh, with my uh, walking aids, so two crutches. Wow, that is a lot of things to happen yeah. to, to one person in a, in a short, in a so far short life. So, how does your spina bifida and the spinal cord injuries impact your life day to day? Oh, listen, it has challenges. Um, you know, it, it, it can be quite hard on me and my partner. Um, you know, try, trying to navigate life with, with disabilities. Um, at the moment, we're living in a, a small apartment, um, and it, it, it's it's nice. Um, yeah, but um, it's 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 nice. You know, we can still go out and and see the how beautiful Melbourne is and how creative Melbourne is, which is t- uh, things that we really love about Melbourne. Yeah, and what kind of food and dining experiences do you love to experience? Uh, so, in general, I love eating uh, Asian food a lot. Um, and so, I, I tend to go to a, a lot of Asian-style restaurants. Some of the highlights, I think, for me have been on the high-end uh, Supernormal is one of my favourite restaurants. Um, but also for a, a cheap eat, I really like... Um, uh, Dragon Hot Pot, which is, yeah, um, there's obviously a few of those around and they're just really nice uh, dining experience there and also very wheelchair accessible. Oh, yeah, well, that's really good to hear. So, I mean, what kinds of things make a restaurant great for somebody who is in a wheelchair or has reduced mobility? So... I think having a ramp to get in is always a really big help, but also having accessible toilets and space in between the tables um, so I can wheel through to get to a table or if I've got my crutches, get through uh, in between the tables as well. And what kinds of things can be a real challenge for you? Um. Once again, stairs can be my mortal enemy at times. <laughs> um, and uh, I think also uh, I've had a couple of experiences with restaurants where they've had really slippery 
bathrooms, um, which are really slippery and, and can be dangerous for a falls risk. Um, so that that's always a big challenge. And also um, when people speak to my girlfriend instead of speaking to me, thinking that uh, they're doing the right thing, and I can understand that they may have a, a few um, – it, it, I'm not, not sure if I'll be able to understand or anything, but, um, yeah, if they could start speaking to me would also be great. Yeah, that must be um, really off-putting and upsetting. I mean, I think people's attitudes are so much a part of, well, I suppose, you know, hospitality is all about interactions between people and, you know, you've sort of pointed to some, I guess, attitudes or behaviours that can be challenging. I mean, what other kinds of attitudes do you encounter when you're out and about that could be, I don't know, could have an impact on you? Um, uh, disabled toilets is a big one. Um, you know, a lot of people I think will just go into the disabled toilets and just say, oh, there's nobody there. I'll just be in there for five minutes. But what they don't realise is a person with special needs, um, although uh, th- they might um, – look normal, they may have uh, continence issues. Um, so what's five minutes uh, to you isn't long. Five minutes to a person with continence issues can be a big problem and really have a, a bad um, – and, and a bad night for a person. Yeah, wow. That's, um, yeah, really good, good thing for people to keep in mind because I guess, yeah, it's perhaps, you know, it's often might be the only toilet that's empty and available, but that doesn't mean it's up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen sometimes on your, you've given feedback in an Instagram post to a restaurant and then they've, they've sort of taken that on board. Um, can you give us an example of that? Yeah. So we had this uh, experience where we went to have a, a meal out with some friends and we went to uh, a th- this, this restaurant in the city and we looked on the internet and it had wheelchair accessibility there and we're excited to go there and we got there and the staff member just said, carry the wheelchair up yourselves. Uh, and then thankfully that day I was feeling strong. So I got out of my wheelchair and got up there. They didn't open up the door for us at all. And the manager was very rude to us, and we so we left there um, after our dinner, and we were quite upset. So we wrote uh, some Google reviews, and um, they reached out to us and asked us uh, to come back. So we did, and uh, they were significantly better the next time. So that that was great that they helped us up the flight of stairs the next time and were a lot friendlier to us and, and really made the night a lot nicer. Wow. I mean, it, it would be great if, you know, all restaurants could, I guess, have that education without you having you or someone else with special needs experience, you know, going through what you went through to educate them. I mean, overall, what do you think – you know, from a planning and perhaps training point of view, what do you think restaurants could do better? I think um, just make sure that the the staff are friendly and and are engaging to the person with uh, special needs. The fact that they can 
talk to the person and uh, ask them what they want is, you know, will we'll often put a smile on a person's face. You know, Andy, I write restaurant reviews and it's, you know, often a topic that comes up, you know, among teams that I work with about, you know, how do we how do we note whether or not a restaurant or cafe is disability friendly? There are, I mean, you've pointed to a number of different aspects that can make a place more or less welcoming for someone with, you know, different abilities. I mean, do you think there should be like a standardised criteria for Somewhere, somewhere to be to get it like a wheelchair symbol, a disability friendly symbol. Um, or do you think it's, I don't know, is it about an attitude and a willingness to accommodate people, you know, for wherever, you know, however they present? Like, you know, is it, yeah, what do you think? I think that's a really good idea. Um, if they, if they could do that, would be fantastic. And uh, the, one of the reasons why, we ended up doing the um, the the blog was because we just found that uh, there was so many restaurants that were false advertising with uh, what they were offering for people with special needs. And another uh, thing that would be fantastic is if more places could have a ramp, whether it's a permanent fixture or if it's one that they can just bring out to sort of help people with with uh, special needs get into the building. Yeah, I actually noticed that on one of your posts as well where, you know, you, you basically gave the restaurant a favourable critique but you noted that they didn't have a ramp and then they commented straight back, oh, we're getting a ramp, we've ordered, just ordered our ramp. So, I mean, that's great but I guess you can't be everywhere, you know, doing this work. Um, and I also think sensitivity training for um, um, staff in, in restaurants would be also a, a very good idea. So what, what would that entail? So there's been a situation where we had um, an experience where somebody was uh, unpleasant um, t- to me and uh, my partner um, and so we just think that if that person had a bit more training, they could have um, avoided that situation and we would, we would go back to that restaurant because the food was nice. Yeah, interesting. I mean, where do you think that that comes from? I mean, this isn't really for you to answer, but do you think it's, I mean, why are people like that? Like, what is it about someone who's appro- approaching the world differently that, that um, yeah, gets people offside? I just think it's, unfortunately, people haven't experienced disability and they just don't know how to approach it. I don't think it often comes from a place of malice. It's just uh, ignorance. Like I remember recently I was buying my partner a a, a Christmas present and I went to a shopping centre and uh, went went in and purchased a handbag for my partner and the – a, a staff member just came up to me after I had paid for the object and just said, what happened to your legs? There was no sort of tact there. No, oh, hi, my name's George. Um, would you mind me asking what happened to your legs? And I wouldn't have been upset at that point. It was the fact that he just came up to me and said, what happened to your legs? Um, with a smirk on his face was, was very cruel. Um, and so... Uh, it took me a couple of days to track down the the correct email, and uh, then I, I I got in contact with this um, 
um, store manager who asked me if they could give me a call and they apologized to me on, on behalf of the company and uh, said that they've had, you know, problems with this staff member before asking these sorts of questions and uh, that they were taking that very seriously and having a meeting with him. So I think that the company dealt with it very well. It was just unfortunate that the staff member um, obviously had no filter. Mm, yeah. Um, just just um, on the... You know, sorry to just make it about me. <laughs> when I, if I if I'm writing a restaurant review and I want to note whether a place is disability friendly, do you, is it? I mean, like let's say they've got a wheelchair toilet but they don't have a ramp, or let's say they've got a ramp and a wheelchair toilet but the tables are quite closely spaced, um, and you know I don't have perhaps room in my article to go into all that detail. Do you, you know? Do they get? a symbol for doing some things or is it only if they've really, you know, done everything right that they should deserve to be called disability friendly? Uh, I think uh, maybe they they could have different symbols for, you know, this will be okay for a person with partial mobility versus no mobility versus an elderly person um, who might just struggle with steps a little bit. Um, so, you know, obviously for me, sometimes I can get out of my chair. Sometimes I need my chair and I wouldn't be able to get it out of it. Um, where if I'm a, a little old person, you know, or maybe all they would need is a handrail. So I think if they were to have different colors, just like disabled parking, um, I think um, if they have more disabled parking near, near these restaurants, it would uh, – attract a lot more people with special needs to be able to go and access these uh, places. Yeah, that's so interesting because I I think it's such a a sort of virtuous circle where if, you know, there's more access, then there's more people who are frequenting these places and people do, you know, have more experience of people with disability and it's not something that they, I don't know, it's just normalised, which of course it should be. and then, yeah, it's just, it just creates a better environment. Then I'll come back again. And I don't know, I feel like it's definitely a society-wide issue that I feel like, um, yeah, we all need to do better at. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. What are some great things you've eaten recently, Andy, while you've been out and about? Uh, so I got invited to uh, Corey's Ice Cream, which was fantastic. Uh, so many different flavored Japanese ice creams uh, uh, that I absolutely loved um, was a highlight. Also, David's Hot Pot. Um, I got to go to the Carnegie launch and uh, really enjoyed that. Um, Heidi Lau, absolutely loved going there. Uh um, yeah, wow, all great, like all such good flavours. What do you love putting in a hot pot? Um, oh, that's a, oh, that's a good question. I, I love okra. I love the, the beef. Um, I love corn in there. Uh, yeah, so I, I just like putting in a, a lot of vegetables and some meats. Not too many, not too much in the seafood though. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and do you have, I mean, what about travelling? Um, do you like to get out of Melbourne and experience other places as well? Yeah, that's always really nice. And, um, you know, going to places like the Mornington Peninsula Hot Springs is always really nice and enjoyable. 
and the I suppose the good thing about uh, the hot springs there is they've got the the handrails to get to the higher things. But I mean, if you're in a wheelchair, it's you've got the the bottom pools to be able to get into, but you won't be able to reach the higher pools. But it's still, you know, accessible. Um, so I really enjoy that, and also being able to get to Dalesford and places like that is always really a, a fun day. Yeah, fantastic. And I mean, you know, I can see that you go to a lot of effort to experience great places and, you know, I'm the same. I'll travel anywhere for for good food. What is it that draws you to restaurants in general? Like what is it that you love about going out to eat? Uh, I just love trying new foods and um, and being able to access the the city. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I really love food and, and wine. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I definitely feel like we are fellow travellers um, and I really appreciate you giving me an insight into, yeah, what things are like for you and how you experience restaurants and, you know, some things that I might take for granted, like squeezing between tables. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look at in a different in a different way. So, yeah, thanks for opening my eyes, Andy, and um, hope to see you out and about, uh, yeah, perhaps at the hot pot station. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate uh, you reaching out and uh, organising this interview. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Great to have you on the show. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is